Episode 33, Brady. Yep. We are live. Original marketing show slash podcast. A lot of show, though. A lot of show. There's a lot of post-production in the visuals, so. It is a big show. I do recommend watching it, but if you can't, you can always download listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave five stars if you like it. That'd be very helpful for us. I think we got four reviews on Apple. We could get some more on Spotify. Yep. So, but, um. We got some stuff to talk about. Brady's just been golfing all the time. All he wants to do is golf. All he does with his life is golf. So I think you got some golf stuff for us today. Yeah, it comes in comes in waves, but I'm going on vacation next week, and I'm golfing three times with, with the Pops. So I figured I should golf twice this weekend to make sure we get our money's worth when we play in Hawaii. So when you play, do you feel like the twosome you're partnered with affects your time at all? or So... Usually when I play in Hawaii, like it's just us. It's like not too competitive. Nobody else is there. What? It's not that busy. So you can play like three hours or something? Yeah. We usually tee off at around like between six thirty and seven. Depending on the time of year and we're not done too many Mai Tais at night. By ten thirty. I wake up so when I go to Hawaii I stay on this time. So I'm up at like five AM every day. <laughs> and that's just how I do it. Because there's nothing to do past nine PM in Hawaii. There really isn't. That, like, so I kind of stay on the schedule. And, really? You never? Yeah, I wake up. Yeah, five o'clock. Would you go hiking or something? Like, just go grab we'll go a... hiking during the day. Yeah, okay. Wait, what do you do in the morning then? When you just go down to the lobby or? Eat breakfast, hang out, and golf. I love it. Yeah. Okay. See, I've always had the opinion that, like, you can be mentally stronger than time zones. <laughs> So, like, when you show up, you can just, like, like, so I always, like, put my clock to the new time zone the second I get on the plane. Yeah. So, like, the second I enter the plane, I just try to become whatever time zone I'm going to. Yeah, but I don't want to be tired for, like, a 6.30, 7 a.m. round. Because if I did that, then waking up at 5.30 to make the round, I'd be exhausted. Like, that's way too early. But I'll just feel normal. I like that. Therefore, I'll play better. It's the ultimate Hawaii Ideally. Hack. So you're going to take money from your dad? No, we won't bet. <laughs> I was curious about that. No. If you bet your dad or no. No, no. Maybe we'll play for the round because that's the battle right now is who's paying for golf. Okay. I'm trying okay. to pay for it. And he's like, no. I'm like, yeah. I love that. So when you were choosing golf courses, was there any of the marketing that stood out to you? Is there a reason? Like, what makes you choose a golf course over another? So we're playing the plantation course in Kanapali, I think. Okay. And that's there's like a tournament there, so that's like a very prestigious course. So Which tournament? That, that's a bucket. I don't know. Not that prestigious. I'm not that going. into it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's like it's a bucket list course, and so we wanted to play that. And then the rest came down to. Uh, Do you discover it on a top courses list? That's on like the bucket list course. No, I just know about it. You just know about it. Okay, it's so like in the golfing one of the world, nicest public courses in okay. Hawaii is Understood. the plantation course at Kanapali or Kapalua, whatever it is. Okay. And then the other ones came down to punched greens because they're doing aeration on greens. It's like a maintenance thing. So product. They punch holes. They put sand in it. It's how they maintain the greens. It's not too fun to play no. on the greens when they're like that. And so the other course at Kanapali is getting punched. So we didn't play that course and get that package. We're playing another course where we're staying, I think, is Kapalu. I'm probably mixing these up. Yeah. And one of their courses isn't getting punched yet. So we booked two there and one on the same oh, so play course. the same course twice? Yes. Okay. Yep. Nice. Putting the other one right in the middle. So show us your ad then. You know, we've been talking a lot of golf. You got this at, well, 
So, Brady, it's called advertising jealousy. Exactly. And I think this is great education for the listeners is like <laughs> what defines advertisement. Oh, okay. This, so is, a good this is a very okay. natural ad that started with obviously a professional player's <sighs> sponsorships. So do you think golf is scripted? No, but th- honestly, so <laughs> when you look at this thinking it's an ad. Yeah, if you think this is a Nike ad, I don't think Nike could have made a better oh ad. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. Even when you listen to the, <laughs> the commentators, yeah. the commentators stage it. This first shot on the ball stages it, but Tiger Woods, 2005, they call it the impossible shot. And obviously he's wearing Nike. This is back when Nike had golf balls and in clubs. They don't do that anymore. They only do clothing and shoes, I guess, could be equipment. Um, but it, it's a Nike ad. So, okay. So I did ask you this at lunch. You couldn't find any public record. No. Of them using this. Because I swear so, me too. I've seen this ad. Yeah. At first I was like, okay, here's the clip. But I know they made an ad about yeah, it. Yeah, you were finding, trying to find an ad of this clip. because like, I looked everywhere for like the Nike ad that uses this clip. And I don't know if it's because PGA owns it or what who that owns is. It, what the rights are. But somehow this coverage is not able to be I don't know if it was used. taken down when Nike dropped Tiger after the scandals. I don't know if it ever existed. Tiger's a naughty boy. It disappeared. Yeah, but his father, it was how he was raised. It's all <laughs> human growth and development. <laughs> yeah, One of my favorite yes, take on, uh, classes in college. We got a Tiger fanboy here with us today. Well, if you watch the documentary, I mean, his dad was the the seed to, I think, his... Was he promiscuous? Oh, my gosh. Father yeah. was? They talk about it. Him really? and his buddy who also trained Tiger, they would go into the RV with women and... So you're saying he was raised that way. Tiger from never a very had a chance, age. is what you're saying. I mean, everyone has a chance. Everyone's <laughs> their own person, especially at the just... age where he made these mistakes. But okay. the way people are developed by their parents is his nurture is had a lot to do with it, is yes. what you're saying. Now let's look how many views this has just for the sake of advertising, since Brady's calling this an ad. So this is two point four mil from Ben. Like there's no like PGA even What about Benny B? So Benny, can you look at what type of videos Ben B does? I think to your point you're saying that there's literally Wow. Okay, so this guy's got millions of views on it, but he isn't exactly... And I'm surprised it's still up. Like, that it's allowed to be up. I feel like they would have taken it down. It's been posted for 14 years. Oh, but there is no, like, even, like, formal video on it. Like, you're finding I ben went to B's... PGA Tours YouTube page and sorted by popular. Wasn't it? Couldn't find it. All right, let's watch it, Brady. So let's see the world's greatest not ad. This is the ball of Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Lanny, what about this? Burn, this is extremely difficult. This is one of the toughest Zoom pitches on the entire too. place here. He's got to put this well. That You can see him looking up the slope. He's almost got to put it up to where you saw Trevor Emmons' ball come yep. from to get it close. One is the type well, of ball on his hat. Was that what those were? Four or five Nike years ones. ago when he pitched in. Yeah, he's a little bit further up, I think, than <laughs> Davis was. Yes, he is. Got the same basic kind of shot. He's going to have to, to get it close, he's going to have to put it up into the slope, though, somewhat. And, of course, it's made a lot tougher by having that second cut right behind the ball. It Might have deleted that panorama him. shot from the ad. I but. think to put it back and have to hit a low shot, he cannot put it up in the air with the, with the second cut that close behind the ball. I know. It's so crazy. The, the rough right You there. can see him putting it back in his stance right here and picking the club up like he's going to hit right down on it. And uh, he's picked out a landing spot that is a good 25 feet above the hole. This There's a, a good, good chance he doesn't get this inside the Marcos ball. 
tiger. He's got that Kobe look, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, here it comes. Maybe the higher death, too, for the ad. Oh, my goodness. seen anything like that. <laughs> Everything about it. So I think Mikey Nike made a smart decision sponsoring Tiger for moments like this. Yeah. But no one could script that. Like the way the commentators talked about it, like he's lucky if he gets it within his ball mark or whatever they said. Just everything about it. And then the way the ball froze right on the Nike logo and then dropped. The way they zoomed in on his ball right before. I mean, it is a Nike oh, the Masters too. I mean, golf ball ad in the wild. Just Nike golf in general. No, it's a world-class Nike ad. You couldn't, to your point, I don't think you could draw it up any better. So it's, I mean, I didn't know if I would label this as product placement. It's more just a player sponsorship, which you see a lot in golf. So, so what's your takeaway? We should all try to sponsor the next Tiger Woods. I don't know. It just shows the power of those sponsorships. And it's, it's similar to like movie product placement. So Transformers is Chevy. Uh, Marvel, I think, is Audi. Right. The Marvel movies have all the electric Audis now. Okay. So it's very similar to that strategy. James Bond, Heineken. And you just have more to hope videos. for the magic, right? Because well, you don't know if Tiger. I mean, I mean, sponsoring Tiger, you kind of know. But, but this, everybody sponsors. This was magic for sure. Yeah. they Nike's done well, right? I mean, I think. The notorious miss they have is Steph Curry, where, mm. like, they put the wrong slides up for him. I think it was somebody else on the cover shot or something like that. Oh, like in a pitch for him and yeah. he bailed on it? Is that yeah, the story? Yeah, Under Armour this whole time. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. So, like, no, like, there are brands. Like, I would say Tiger's a unique, I mean, well, freaking cover of Sports Illustrated and Time Magazine every weekend for the last 25 years or whatever it's been. Yeah. So, I mean, Tiger and like Tiger's in a echelon with like LeBron, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. Now they're all Nike athletes. So, obviously, Nike has a platform mm -hmm. and they've proven that they're like two of the biggest stars. Like, they're a good partner. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, they like Kobe's shoes. Are still some of the most popular basketball yeah. shoes. Serena Williams, Serena Nike. Williams, Nike. So they they have some of the top stars now. If you weren't Nike, since there's only one Nike, who's your favorite Adidas athlete, Brady? Couldn't tell you. So, little quick point I was making there. What could we do as advertisers, like, and even in B two B, because I want to kind of pull on your point of product placement, like. Uh, Arctic Wolf, one of our customers, advertises an F1. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen their ads on Drive to Survive. But no, like that, that was a pretty big pickup. Interesting. And then Sentinel One as well advertises, I believe, um, for Mercedes, I believe. Um, so a lot of our customers are advertising on like F1 cars, things like that. What What's your take? Our ex-director of marketing used to sponsor two different golfers, mm -hmm. one on the um, PGA Tour and then one on the – um, what's the old people's turn? The champions, 
uh, champions tour, yeah. yeah, PGA champions. But he had two golfers. He sponsored both. Anaheim Ducks. Sponsored, sponsored. the Ducks, the Angel Stadium. They are a completely global brand with a very unique individual customer persona. But they were still a successful company that grew. Like, what's your take on, like, Directive sponsoring a golfer or an F1 car or something like that? I mean, it'd be interesting to do that market research, just knowing who our personas are and the more, like, the social similarities they have to see like what where could we make a pretty good bet that yes like what do directors of demand gen doing their free time kind of aren't thing? relevant but the one percent we care about like are all watching this or engaged yeah. in in this more social what would that be sport? though for directive what do you think it would be directors of demand gen tech companies SaaS companies like give me like a give me something like we could do like nike what would be I would say golf what would be our Nike moment. You know, I would say golf would be one of them, but we had a client summit and only one client wanted to golf, which I know, blew that my was, mind. That was wild. Uh, they all chose the spa. I mean, there yeah. were a lot of ladies, obviously, but even the dudes were like spa time. Maybe. I mean, we just, we close a client and our POC there, she's flying down here because her brother lives in LA and they're playing Pelican. So she's a big golfer. I know. Um, golf, I think is just a common business sport that at least people still do sport I'm just <laughs> come on don't don't start that debate um but i mean what would it be that's tough i mean i see a lot of diehard college football i see a lot in the background of zoom what about like sf airport okay yeah so outside of sports i think Could denver a- airport sf airport even those billboards on the freeway there you, it's just all SaaS and tech companies the Palo Alto ones yeah yeah i'm i'm always curious about that because i think sponsorships is uh, such a b2b marketing opportunity that because we've gotten so good at direct response in b2b we've also gotten equally bad like workday i think is sponsored phil forever i mean i don't know about now he looks like he's kind of drugged out all the time frankly but phil yeah i just lost weight can you pull phil Je- uh phil mickelson's eyes for me real quick <laughs> this is such an interesting google search <laughs> phil mickelson's eyes you're telling me this man's only problem right now is weight loss <laughs> <laughs> he looks focused he looks exceptionally focused all right, now to defend my guy phil look up his calves yeah, like he doesn't have Phil Mickelson. Well, his eyes are struggling lately. His calves are you phenomenal. You don't actually have to Google yeah, his calves, but he's known for, for his calves. So what, what else can we learn in B2B, though, right? So, it's, you know. Yeah. I mean, out of home would be cool around conferences. Like, you can be so agile with this type of, like, out of home digital screen advertisement where you can actually buy out of home ad yeah. real estate during an event where you know the majority of there. like your persona is going to be there. So you don't have to just place a bet on yeah. a ton of people who don't care. I just want to recreate that moment, you know? Yeah. Like that might, that little moment, that Nike logo falls into the cup. It's like the ball doing its job to be done. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like the ultimate ad for Nike to your point without being an ad. Yeah. And I'm always curious if there's like moments like a massive home run in baseball and it goes over like sponsoring the green monster. Yeah. Like you know, that like hits the screen while the Cisco ad is up there. Yeah. Like it hits the Cisco. Like that, like to me, that's like a, the directive target. And you put that. So like, uh, Mike Trout keeps hitting the car at angel stadium. I mean, it's a Kia. 
Oh, really? It's a great product placement. He keeps hitting the Kia. Like, just whacking home runs into it's the like car. It's like just up in the Yeah, the up in, like, area. the green fountain area. Yeah. yeah. And he keeps whacking the car. I'm like, that is a perfect That's funny. I didn't know product that. placement, to your point. I'm wondering how brands... Because they have, like, one, like, Yakult is a, is a yogurt, right? I'm like, Yakult or something like that? They, I only remember that because they hit home runs into it at Angel Stadium. So, like, there are these, phys- like, physical moments create a certain amount of brand recollection mm-hmm. that I think is important. And we don't do that in B2B very often. Yeah, it's just a smaller market size, but all the B2B products are at a higher cost than general consumer goods. So Higher CAC, yeah. It's just, it's, I think it's just tough for that to make sense. But at the same time, like, there's studies around like even TV ads, just the authority that gives your brand Correct. to where, yeah, maybe not everyone watching it is relevant, but the people who do now see your brands like, Oh shoot. In they, a different light. They can afford TV. They're probably doing yeah. pretty well. Yeah. It's a different level of confidence or trust. Mm. And I think the same thing goes like to me, I don't like them as a team, but sponsoring the San Jose sharks for us could be brilliant. I think there's a crossover with tech hockey, a lot of our own marketing employees love hockey. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to think of where those little moments are for us as we get bigger, where we can really establish our authority as mm-hmm. a brand, to your point. That trust, that confidence, I think is a new psychological trigger. You know, we've, we've crushed as gift cards. I think gift cards are highly indicative of confidence. Like, we are confident enough in our product and our targeting to give you $100 for your time at scale. I think that's a good signal to someone that you're reputable. I think there's other signals to your point yeah. like out of office and physical advertising and sponsorships that can also evoke a similar emotion out of our customer persona. Definitely. I think QuickBooks could do it. If I were to like think where to start like a company like QuickBooks for them, their TAM is massive. Yep. So maybe they could sponsor like the raffle in the stadium and they could actually have in QuickBooks UI, like how many people entered the raffle and some way to tie it to the product. Yeah, I got a good one for you. Like a funny little one you could do. Okay. Goes along those lines. You could take someone who's known, like a product that's known for being thorough, slower, but methodical, and then sponsor Patrick Cantlay. Oh my gosh. Dude, like you see what I'm like. Yeah. Because he's known yeah. as the slowest golfer on tour. And you could spot like, so that's like, because you say QuickBooks, I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be ironic if QuickBooks sponsored Patrick? Because then it would be like, slow books but my point is like they would show like the competitor on patrick yeah like timex or like you know it could be like 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 a timer like you like i'm just trying to think of like where these people fit of like which because then once you think about it like directive can't sponsor like how would you pick a golfer for directive because we can't get like i would have liked to get colin morikawa straight out of ucla like someone like that, but now he's a Nike guy, yeah. and there's no way you get him. We could sponsor the player with the highest apex in their shot, which is like the height of the shot, and we could correlate that to growth trend lines <laughs> within pipeline. What about like uh, Joel Damon, <laughs> who's just like the everyman's golfer? You know what I mean? Like, I just feel yeah, like that guy's—he's got some issues. What if we only sponsor caddies? No, like I just feel like there's got to be a way to be different with the whole so thing. So caddies too. is interesting, yeah, you see, because they. Lindsay was my wife was we're joking like about the their outfits. We're like your caddy. Yeah. But they just wear a white jumpsuit. Like I don't know what the thing is there. Like they can't be sponsored. I don't Maybe know, but what if we started sponsoring the all the caddies? Like a big gold chain with the directive logo. Yeah. I don't know if they could wear that. 
your trusted partner in hitting your goals or something like that. Yeah, because I like the ca- we're we like are the, the caddy. caddy. You see what I'm saying, baby? Yeah. That not our worst idea right there. Sponsor the caddies. Yeah. Well, should we go to my end? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So what I wanted to do here was just, I think to Brady's point a little bit was just product. I think sometimes this is the best marketing. I think we kind of forget that. Yeah. In the sense that, especially as professional services companies like ourselves, but like what you are selling should be intrinsically desirable or captivating or engaging or influential to your business or important, just something. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think so many times we are like trying to get that. Uh, like our clients skip that step 75, 80, 95% of the time where they don't know why the world needs their product. Mm-hmm. I think the CEO could tell you. I don't think the person running the advertising could though. Yeah. I mean, that's what's fascinating on sales calls. When, when we do discovery and we hear prospects explain their product and why the founders created it and the problem they saw and whether they built out another company, it works so well, they made their own company. And then you go to the website, none of that's there. The story's gone. Yeah, yeah it's been eviscerated. There's no story to it. And it literally, the website looks like you could take any of their competitors' brand names and logos, replace their logo with the competitor's logo and place their name, Command F, the entire website with their competitor's name, and everything would still be true. Yeah, it would still work. Which is crazy. But that is like 99.9% of our customers and our companies are just copycats of each other with no actual differentiation. Which is why I love this ad. Because I've never seen a cooler like this. And it's a retro callback. So let's take a look at the ad real quick. Let's check it out. I love that color. The overalls are such a vibe. Ten hours of playtime is pretty good. I love to surf there. Okay, so a couple things I thought were interesting about it. Well, first, let's actually do this. Scarlet, as a local Newport Beach gal, would you buy this product or no? Honestly, yeah. It's pretty dope. It's a pretty dope product. I like the colors. Because how many times have you been and needed one of those two things to the beach? Oh, I forget my speaker all the time. Or you forget to bring drinks. Yeah. I thought something interesting about the ad. Did you notice that the volume goes up three seconds after they hit play? Watch. Oh, Brady, you didn't catch this? Well, no, I did. I just didn't know if it was like our computer audio or what, but the audio was weird. <laughs> you thought it was, yeah, you think it's Scarlet? I thought it was my laptop. No, 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 no. Watch. Hit it again. This is on the Igloo Coolers ad. Watch this. Three seconds after they hit play, it goes loud. One, two, three. It happens every time. And then they'll pick a new song. One, two, three. 
I think it's left. I mean, is that just a mistake, do you think? I don't see a reason for it. I have no idea. So it was originally released in 1989. It does keep your attention, though. I think messing with the audio levels keeps you engaged on the ad. I really do. Yeah. You don't think it engages you? What do you think it does? I mean, it just threw me off a bit. It, like, distracted me, so I guess... It's the audio version of a cut. Yeah. I don't know. It works on TV commercials. They'll change the audio, you know, to be different than the previous Oh, my levels. gosh. I know. I don't know if it's Hulu or what that does it, but we it makes us mute the TV during commercials. What? To your point, I think it can be a, become a distraction. Yeah, but but distraction, attention. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying in terms of it. Only has three point eight thousand views, so it doesn't look like they ever advertised it. But if you scroll down a little bit, so I can see their write up on the description, um, I thought it was really cool because they they say it upgraded everything, but it didn't actually say if they upgraded the speaker, and that was my problem with this ad. Was it did tell me 10 hours of battery life, which I thought was dope. And I love everything about the ad. I really do. I just wish it talked about the speaker. Will you click on the link? Let's see what happens when you go to the landing page. Uh, so they do a good job, I thought, with the description, too, in the write-up. Yeah. And this looks clean. <sighs> like five they lose. Oh, and they have it right there. Five-watt speakers. So they do have... Dude, that thing looks sexy. And it has the full cooler water. 10 hours of playtime. Keep scrolling. I want to see, like, the... advances control panel it's a great freaking product page it's got the photos how it charges will you click on that video i want to see what that one shows Do you guys find the age they chose of the models interesting at all or irrelevant? Um, it's probably just the demographic they're going after is young 20s, whether it's a pool party or a beach day. $149 is a heck of a lot of money. I don't know. People are spending money these days. How much is like a JBL outdoor speaker? Waterproof, there it is. 89 see what I'm talking about? And then what's the normal igloo speaker? I just I'm just curious about this real quick. Not to be that guy. Like igloo cooler? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Thank you, Brady. Just making sure. Yeah. Now the non-dope audio one. Just like go to 24 bucks. See, that's a weird little value prop when you put it. It's like kind of a novelty product. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I could get a JBL speaker, which I you'd have to imagine is a f- just better speaker than the igloo one yeah which they i mean that was my only thing with the ad i like that last video we watched because at least it showed in the kitchen like hd but the other one was just so vintage looking which i liked Actually, I, I just tie that to see i the like quality the quality of the speaker better than that video because that video really made me think do i actually need this well the other one kind of made it feel cool mm-hmm. that one felt more like you're just in your backyard. Why not just bring your speaker we all have out and then they can just go to the house and get drinks. Like it was a yeah. weird use case and I didn't see the price for 150 bucks. 150 bucks for a novelty product. 
Like, it's just expensive enough that you wouldn't buy it for your little sister. Do you kind of, like, it's a, it's just enough that, like, you wouldn't get it for your cousin for a random birthday, necessarily. Yeah, it's a bit... It's from, a little out of the kind of gifting price range yeah, for what it is. it's a little risky to buy for someone else. It's like, are they actually going to use it? For 150 bucks, you kind of, like... Unless I knew my cousin was, like... They love going to the beach and they're always listening to music. Then I probably would if it I thought it was like beach product. a perfect fit for them. It's just not a pool product. That's why I thought it was so weird about that second video. It's a beach product. Yeah. like Or the lake. Maybe they could have done another one on the lake. Like if you go down to the lake with it. There's just that moment where you do go to the beach or the lake and you need both. Or the back of a golf cart. Back of a golf cart. Now those have speakers in them now these days, but the speakers no, are always I bad. I don't know what courses you're playing. I mean, I'd say 10% of the courses I play have the Bluetooth speakers, but they are terrible speakers. Okay. Let me, how was Talega? Did you like the speakers? They didn't have speakers. There's at no Talega. way Talega they had an old school, like GPS in the cart. No speaker. No speaker. Wow. All right, Brady. Yeah. I don't know. The, you can get a 50, like look how much bigger of a cooler you get for 65. Like it's a tough value prop. Yeah. If you just go to their website, go to Igloo's website real quick. Yes, it's just scroll. I love it. I'll go to hard coolers. And then let's do just like small. Right? Could be under legacy. There it is. And then it's just like, let's go down. Let's just find that one right there. That normal. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the same one as Cool Tunes, but it's just a crazy price point. They get people to buy it, obviously. Yeah, what was the review count on it? It's got a ton. 181. 4.7 stars. What are they saying about it? Let's see. <laughs> Speaker cooler. Dang, dude. Y'all might want to hide that crap. The speakers are horrible quality. The sound is terrible. We're turning the product and so is... Oh, hit the show full. I want to see it all. And so is all our friends who purchased it. I mean... Dang. Good marketing. All our friends who purchased it. Yeah, but... It is a cool product. It's too bad it. they say it doesn't work. What is the next review? I mean, the sound engineering looked pretty crazy, just how thin the cooler wall was, and they have speakers in it. Well, yeah, then imagine, like, that's just, like, an ironic one. Who here has ever been on a boat before and think you could hear those tiny little speakers? Yeah, you have to have, like, the gigantic <laughs> ones on the boom or something. Yeah, you need high-end speakers. And I think they, they were smart. They made the size of the speaker pretty large. Yeah. To where it does look aesthetically like it's gonna it's put a out really a cool lot of sound product 150 bucks people are buying it i know i know and then hating it but they're buying it that, they, was, that was one review 4.7 average was, was only one just happened to be the second one you see <laughs> like oh my gosh all right well those are our ads for today i like it i love it man should we talk a little bit what's going on in the world of marketing yep rebands Rebrands? Rebrands? Rebrands. Rebrands are all the rage right now, Brady. We talked about them last week. Yep. Everybody's doing it. I'm not. I'm staying with our logo. When I designed it, I wanted timeless. That was the feeling I wanted. I think we got it. Yeah, this one's stuck for a while. And but we how many rebrands have we done? Four or five? Oh, probably more than that. Six or seven. Yeah. 
logos though probably like five but like color schemes and other stuff we've changed mm-hmm. layouts home plate website changes but this one's been for a while yeah there's been really been a need to change it frankly but sometimes people change things that we don't even realize maybe they do need a need like rack i'm curious about it. updated classics designer finds i like the positioning not used crap we couldn't sell at the main store, so we sent here. Which is a much healthier way of positioning it. Yeah, like counters that 70% off. Yeah, because to me, Rack was always different than Marshall's, Ross, and yeah. TJ Maxx. Like, it was the Rack. But then Saks has off Saks. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Yeah, I know about it. I don't know off, yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, off, off the fifth, the yeah. Which is like, their version, it's they have a center here in um, Costa Mesa that has uh, off Saks Fifth. Am I doing that right? Just off the fifth, I think. Off of fifth and Nordstrom Rack next to each other. Um, but let's check it out. What are they? Let's look at it before. So we scroll down. They have the old versus new. I kind of like the new one. I'm not going to lie. The old one does feel slightly old at this point. What do you think, B? Yeah. It's just speaking of timeless, it's very retro. It's very 70s, which is in now. I learned through my wife. She's coming up. She's wearing cargo pants. I'm like, what's going on? Are yeah, my you wife explained like, it. She explained the Barbie thing to me. She was like, yeah, because people like can be their own Barbie now. Yeah. So it's so funny. After that episode. I didn't get it. I Because you asked me, do you know anyone's posted? I was like, I oh, know. I load my Instagram my buddy and his wife Riley, were, that's were real estate thought. agents. I know. They both posted it. This Barbie just listed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, oh, I wish I saw this I know. an hour ago. I know. I, I did the whole thing. I'm like, babe, I just talked about this Barbie crap. I don't get it. She's like, what do you mean you don't get it? And, and she's like, people can be like real life Barbies. And that's what they're telling you. And I'm like, <laughs> still don't get it. But I get what you're saying now. So but anyway, like... The 70s is in now, okay. right? The bell-bottom jeans, all that's trending. So a full rebrand with that style could make I guess them relevant. Like, are they? Is their marketing plan to always adapt? To every trends? ten years. I mean, if, if every ten years there's a new trend, I just don't think you can do it annually. Right? I just don't know if this trend is for like the next decade. Who knows? Everything moves so fast. But let's click in. Let's go back one. Let's just see a. Let's click into the ad age article. Okay. So. Okay. We're talking about the right stuff. Sacks off fifth and Macy's backstage. I didn't know about Macy's. I didn't know about that one either. Did you know about that Scarlett? I love Macy's. It's always the more great for Levi's. So there want to be more distinct. Keep going. Okay. Cool. They hired a branding agency and had no intention of changing it. Good job, branding agency. You upsold them. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Keeping those bookings up, baby. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about TJ Racks, right? Like, ooh. 8% so drop in sales. That's a big deal for the fourth quarter. Pre-rebrand, which, so this isn't like the reaction to the rebrand. Inventory issues. Yeah. So, okay, so that's what they're doing it for. Good job to that agency, though. Get in the rebrand when – because then you got to – I mean, it's – Changing the logo and the colors is the greatest upsell in agency history because then you have to 
fix everything else. Yeah, the website is still kind of a Frankenstein. Correct. And now you got to go back and fix it all. Yeah, so they've changed a little bit of it, but Can it looks it? like yeah. it's... Nordstrom Rack. It's a bit of both. Oh, they got the new logo. Yeah, so... And they got the copy. They got... Oh, it's not Frankenstein, baby. This looks... This looks like, oh, it's on the new brand. This is different from what I saw last night. <laughs> really? They must be, like, doing live updates. Yeah, no, it... It's got that blue everywhere. It's got their colors throughout. They're doing yeah, cause it. Yeah, because I had a, a carousel Yeah. kind of in this area where it was the new brand. And then the next slide on it was the old brand. So they had like a Mother's Day one yeah, all yeah, rebranded. Yeah, yeah. And then the next carousel slide was the old brand. But it looks like, honestly, overnight they've updated it a bit. I like that. Uh, let's go to Saxoff Fifth real quick. And let's go to Macy's Backstage. I just want to see... How they all compare. Because they're saying like they needed to do this to keep up with competitors and stuff like that. Okay, that looks like the most traditional Magento side I've ever seen. So let's go to the next one. They don't really have anything. Oh, good for Macy's. They don't have a brand ad for Scarlet to hit there. <laughs> oh, they just immediately find a store. You can't even shop it. So like, okay, that's not a real competitor. They don't have you. E- uh, let's go to Saks. Their right? e-com is only on Macy's.com. That's crazy, which is just an absolutely wild Macy's. Scroll for a second. Oh, do you think I could pull those white glasses off? What do you think? Let me go. Let me go see. Up. That's a bit of a sweatsuit vibe. Like I think that... Lindsay has those. I'll bring them next <laughs> yeah. episode. Oh. We'll find out if you can pull those off. I doubt it. I freaking doubt it. Um, <laughs> let's keep scrolling. Just buy that tracksuit. For him, for her. Does anyone do um, transgender shopping? I know that sounds stupid, but given this day and age, does anyone do that? Um, cause they still have everything gender wise on these sites. When you'd think as fashion sites, they'd be more progressive in the way they categorize inventory. I think there was a recent shark tank episode about that. The last episode that dropped. Yeah. I was, I was just curious. Well, cause we talked about on last show, by the way, I think we were right. $6 billion loss in stock price since Bud yeah. White launched that campaign. Yeah. But they're also making a lot of money on the haters, all the viral videos of like people buying a ton of Bud Light just to destroy it. It's like, what's the first step in that video? Oh, it's <laughs> buying a lot of Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that part. Yeah, there's so much going on there. What I what I love about the whole thing is this poor VP of marketing, this lady. Like, if you think about what she was trying to do, she technically did it. That was my whole point the whole time. It wasn't that the tactics were wrong. She theoretically, if what she was trying to do is what she was trying to do, she pulled it off perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like she got the most viral and like the right influencer for what she, like she wanted. Everything she wanted of her strategy, she pulled off. Might just not have been the right strategy. Yeah. But, like, technically pulled it off. Yeah. But and all the spotlights on her. It's like, she has a full team. Oh, I love that, too. Like, the, the head of Bud Light. Uh, like, she's a VP of marketing. She's still a CMO. Yeah. Like, she's just the one who did the interview? I don't know. I don't know what like, the whole situation is. There's usually an SVP and a CMO and a CEO and an executive team, which she would probably would not be on at that title in that size organization and they're still anheuser-busch the holding company ab all of which is like 
yeah, we're going to be taking a deeper look. Like, come on. Y'all knew. Well, I like, think it was like such a small campaign. It was like, we it's just an influencer campaign, just like they do Post Malone and all these things. But I think because of the news coverage, it's come across as like, this is a massive pivot. Because we ever go to the Bud Light website? I'm just curious what the Bud Light website has. Like, if it, do you know what I mean? Because I don't think we ever clicked on the website. Not that anybody goes to the website, but oh yeah, look at all the stats. Anheuser Busch, like look at this. Oh, uh, I had no idea. Like, which is the ultimate just PR cop out. Like, yes, you had no idea your Bud Light. All right, let's see it. Oh, that's a cool product shot right there. It looks so refreshing, just like that. that swag now i wonder how much they make on swag <laughs> they probably do well on swag i've never heard of next have you is that their locale it must be i think i saw 50 zero baby. carb beer okay yeah i mean they kind of none of this all looks like traditional bud light to me it would be yeah, so I, funny I if it, it was, was just a like, micro influencer i think so it just... But it just blew out of proportion. <laughs> oh, Mark! Yeah, they didn't change the site. They didn't. What just... do they talk about in their seltzer? Because we did talk about that. Because I was, to me, seltzers like should be a more strategic focus. Which Whoa. is why maybe it was like something a VP of Bud Light could approve. It's like, yeah, it's an influencer campaign. We do. I don't know how many. We work with twenty hundreds yeah. every year, kind of thing. It's just this one went viral went viral her and interview too is just a perfect pairing i think it's her interview too that really got her in trouble yeah and it was on a no-name podcast by the way like yeah. that that was such a micro clip in like, the moment though maybe it's like this is just an interview get through it and oh, now I think people was. are digging up her what was it stanford or harvard photos from college <laughs> and she went Which to is... a party therefore she supports frat culture it's like <laughs> gosh welcome to the media the best part though is like tim one of our guys went on a podcast. He could have said some dumb crap like this too. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, we had no, <laughs> you don't know how, like, you're right. This lady could have just done like this. Dylan could have been one of like 500 influencers. Yeah. She has under management. It goes viral and she does a micro. By the way, did you ever see like the logo on that podcast? I don't think it has like any downloads. It's a tiny little podcast. And it's like, a, yeah, at, it was like the at your home podcast. Like a, it looked like a news interview. Something like that. It was just probably on StreamYard. There's a StreamYard interview on a tiny podcast where she said, though, essentially, like, fraudy, off-color, and, like, paired that, and it just gave the media the ultimate yeah. narrative, ourselves included, and it's just perfect. It's a perfect talking point. Yeah. And even the party photos, like, it didn't have this crazy frat vibe to it. It was like a society, <laughs> and it was some weird theme, and obviously oh. she's in college. She's going to go to social yeah. events. Which is what made her comment so funny. It was just like, there's nothing but, harmful yeah. about Bud Light, other than drinking too much of it. Which applies to every other beer, which makes the whole thing just ironic. But she did entirely alienate her entire audience with one crappy podcast interview, which goes to show you, apparently what's more important than your marketing sometimes is what you say about your marketing on an interview because mm -hmm. it just went viral. But let's go check out. Um, so that's Nordstrom's Rack Rebrand. I mean, honestly, it's fine. Yeah, like I said, I, I think it might 
get dated soon. I didn't like the black on it. I didn't love the black. I. What do you think, Scarlett? I don't like the black. I don't like how the Nordstrom is in black font. It just doesn't. It feels it lazy. Yeah. And the black on the white. I don't even know. Like our brand's black and white, but we did that three years ago now. I wouldn't say if I was redoing a brand right now, I'd go colors on black. That is what they're doing. They're doing colors on black. Yeah. I think they're going for like an Urban Outfitters type approach Can you where type it's Urban not Outfitters? like a spinoff. They're trying to almost come across as their own. I know, but most people do like uh, airy type brands with white and stuff that's more approachable. Wow, Scarlet, I saw that. Skip the ad. Oh, black and blue, Brady. Whoa, are they tracking us with the hand drawn right there? Up, If you go up, are they stealing from directors? It kind of looks like our brand on the far right. Hand drawn? Uh, I don't know. It's a little different. This <laughs> is pretty sloppy. So, <laughs> this looks like a better version of the Nordstrom rebrand. Yeah, but I think Nordstrom Rack still needs to cover a pretty large age range, while Urban Outfitters is okay with Gen Z? The current Gen, whatever the current Gen is. Gen Z is correct. Yeah? Thank you, Peter. Good. Yeah, thanks, Peter. I almost oh. said X, but X is past millennial right what's urban renewal that's an interesting word i'm just curious what that means just renewable oh materials interesting water bottles into sports bras interesting their clothes look so cheap to me am i wrong about that is urban outfitters like cheap clothing or no from a manufacturer perspective, yeah, it doesn't take them that much money to make these items. Are they high quality? Are they kind of like Shein? Uh, are they fast fashion? Or are they like actual like? They're not fast fashion, but they're kind of in between. Like, but I they're don't nicer have than like a Fashion Nova or a Shein, but yeah. they're not like a. Some of their products, some of their products, you could literally probably find the same one on Shein. Yeah. Okay, so it just depends. Okay. Where their T-shirts? It was like a BCG brand or something. Yeah, but they're like. I think BCG is a brand. Price, like for their. For what they are. For what they are. They're still considered like. Because I don't buy from there because I'm like, I just. It's too much for what it is. Yeah. I just walk in and feel very old. (laughs) They kind of like. It does feel like college, right? It does feel like college or something like that. College and high school. Yeah. And Nordstrom Rack feels older, so we go back to Nordstrom Rack. We're kind of looking everywhere they're playing in, right? Like, this is kind of their world they're playing in. I like them better than Saxoff Fifth. I like them better than Macy's. So, in their defense, they are beating their top competitors. I'm curious on the products, so how they organize it in this rebrand. So, it's Gifts for Mom under 25. Who's Zella? It's a workout brand. It's like a Viore or a Lulu. Okay. Probably not as nice as Viore, but it could be comparable to Lulu. Of course not. And then Hoka seems like crazy walking shoes. Made well is that their own brand? No, it's a surf brand. Okay, Made well's a surf brand. It's not a surf brand. Oh, yeah, it is. There's, it's like a surf inspired brand. All right, well, oh, thanks. Oh, right, let's search Made Well. Let's take a moment. Let's see if it's we. Very I, surfer. I want girl one. Okay, oriented. if they give me one ocean or surf photo, I'll have your back on this. I just need one. Not much lifestyle going on outside of. Obviously, okay. the go back to the homepage. Let's go to homepage. I mean, they Let's... have beachy pastel colors. No, no, but she said surf brand, so I want to have her back on this. I just want to. Let's find it. Keep like going. Surfer artsy. 
That's kind of surf. Well, no, well, that's actually Red Rock. That's I mean, desert. surf is now getting into like interior design, like that Surf Shack book. Remember that lady in Boston? No, I'm gave looking. us that book, the Surf Shack. That's in a the pool elevator. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That book is everywhere now. I didn't see one beach photo. I'm sorry, Scarlett. Well, I think you know it's. <laughs> I'm the you're the one buyer you're, over yeah, here. Yeah, you are. You are. Okay, so Madewell is a brand that Nordstrom Rack carries. Yes. I don't see a lot of the most... So that is more curious to me. So if we think about the ad, the Igloo one, what was cool about it was more that it was a retro callback and it was a good product. Well, then the ad was great. It was a pretty basic ad. I liked the filter and the way it was done. But if we go back to Nordstrom Rack, are there are they carrying the products that current consumers want anymore? Because you can rebrand all you want. I wouldn't say anyone wasn't shopping mm-hmm. at Nordstrom Rack because of the logo. If we just pause for a second. It's always been cheap. Still is cheap. The problem I've had in recent memory with Nordstrom Rack is I go in and I don't like the actual clothes they have. Because I thought Nordstrom Rack was the clothes Nordstrom couldn't sell. But I can't find the brands that Nordstrom, I'm sure, doesn't sell all of at Nordstrom Rack. So... It's that, a hit or miss. I feel like Nordstrom Rack to me, it's a hit or miss. Do some yeah. brands disallow Nordstrom from selling them a Nordstrom Rack because they don't want to be considered to be sold at a discount? Because that would so. cheapen them? No, because I found some designer stuff at Nordstrom Rack that is heavily discounted. Yeah, but they have Cole Haan, Adidas, Vince, Madewell, Kurt Geiger. I've never, I've heard of Cole Haan and Adidas, Vince. I heard of, but I don't know. But like, remember when I used to go there, it was like, uh, all the jeans, all the high schoolers. Remember, like when um, True Religion, Sevens, True Religions, Diamond, all that stuff was at Nordstrom Rack. Do like is that still what they have? Are they still the popular jeans are at Nordstrom Rack or yeah. no? Because that's what I'm trying to explain. Like when we were shopping there younger, and I don't, I haven't been there in a long time. But when I used to shop there a lot, they had the brands I wanted. Yeah, it's all inventory management though, right? So if they have extra inventory, that's kind of a sign that they didn't sell out of it when they first stocked the normal store. So that kind of makes it where it's hard to find the trendy, trendy things there. But I mean, I've mentioned like my Kohan business casual shoes. Yeah. All those were from Nordstrom Rack. Yeah, I've seen those. And those are pretty trendy and those stylish. Super. Yeah. I mean, I would say some of the most stylish yeah, and I trendy shoes I've ever agree. seen anyone everywhere. And like I've found ever. some Ultra Boost there that I like. Another one of the most popular stylish it's a great, brands. Great shoe. Yeah, Very great shoe. Yeah. But the <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like if you were going to do a rebrand in your Nordstrom Rack, wouldn't you focus on the thing we care about as consumers? It just like if you go back to the top, I don't really for them doing a rebrand, I don't feel like they said anything. Well, it's just, it's very 70s. It's very trendy, but that's not all they carry. Like, it reminds me of like, should have this been a campaign or a rebrand? Like the Oliver Peoples ad you showed, that was a campaign about their kind of 70s line coming out, but they yeah. didn't rebrand Oliver Peoples. No, and I just struggle to see like Kate Spade, Steve Madden, those are big Levi's. I guess they have the brands, but it just doesn't. I feel like you'd be better off repositioning why you shop at Nordstrom Rack and maybe like some innovation 
to what they're doing with surplus inventory. Yeah. Or what's even good enough to make it to the rack. Or what if we all think it's just leftovers, but it's not. And there's actually a different strategy Nordstrom's pursuing that we as consumers don't even realize. Yeah. They kind of did that on the posters, though. Those little taglines. Did they? On the posters. If you go back to the Twitter, yeah, what I think. Was, let me, yeah. uh, it's Michael, yeah. So, updated designer classics, finds, design. updated classics. I know, but that's what we already thought it was. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if you gave me, like, a new positioning statement, not just a new logo? Because I'm sure they have to have yeah. one. If if revenue's down 8%, it wasn't like all the executives got together and they're like, you know what we're going to do to fix this? New logo. Like, nobody's that, like... On Which, a... maybe that was, like, people are now thinking these trends are so strong that they need to brand for the trend because people are like leaving Nordstrom Rack thinking, oh, I can't find the trend that I want there. I'm going to go to Urban Outfitters or the other stores. Yeah, but they don't say what trends they it. carry is all I'm trying to like. I, I think we all think it's leftover clothes. And what if it's not? Yeah. Maybe it is. But I'm just saying, like, is there a way within the actual truth of Nordstrom Rack of how they get their clothes, what they choose to have there, how it gets decided? That, to me, could be the backbone of a world-class campaign to change our perception of Nordstrom Rack. You pair that with a logo, now I'm like, okay, that's a rebrand, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because to me, brand yeah. is more than colors and logos. Brand is the public's perception of what your product or service offering is. Yeah. That's the images as well. Like, the trend is 70s, so you see that in the font. And then yeah. that image, you can see the bell-bottom jeans yeah. on that girl and even that striped Blouse top, the, the ruffles. Seventies. They've been having the a... like the shoulder pads are coming back. I've been yep. seeing that. Like they got ruffles. Like the 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 ends of their <laughs> sleeves have the. What yeah, are those? Are ruffles, right? I you call know I call them my wife's pilgrim dresses. <laughs> <laughs> a little house on the prairie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, girls. I don't think you like us saying that, but I think that's what we think of. Man, she's hiding her biceps. <laughs> Doesn't want the world to know. Yeah, the little, you know what I'm talking about? The ruffles. Oh, I know. Yeah, the big poofy shoulders. Yes. <laughs> I think they're kind of funny, but we're not supposed to say that. <laughs> okay, well, let's go to the next rebrand. It's the day of rebrands, Brady. <laughs> okay, so everybody, the commentary on this went pretty viral. HBO Max is now Max. Yeah. And the commentary was like, how to destroy a, a storied brand and uh, like only one press release. And it's like, delete the word HBO. Now, I think people are under, like, valuing and understanding how much television we actually watch on Discovery. Because what if HBO is smaller than Discovery and Twitter just doesn't understand that because everybody's, like, high society, pretentious, better than the Food Network people. But, like, Discovery, I'm pretty sure, owns... Triple D. Triple G. Diners, drives, and... Guys, groceries, games. Dives. Diners, drives, and dives. <laughs> dives, drives. Whatever. Yes. But, like, I think they own a lot... So, that's, like, the parent is Discovery? Okay. So, you, okay. Go click I on just, the... I don't okay, know what the higher... I'm sorry. I'll do I don't little, know what's going on Yeah, here. I'll do a little backdrop. So, we click on the little... Your article there. Yeah. So, Warner Brothers Discovery... Revamp streaming service combining HBO Max and Discovery Plus to just Max. Okay. Now, I was just people were like freaking out about this, and they're like, "How could HBO delete it?" Like we, everybody knows HBO. HBO is a massive brand. 
why would you remove your branding from the streaming service? But I was kind of thinking, because there's also been two HBOs. There's been HBO Max, and then there's been HBO, what was the other one? Do you guys remember? HBO Go. Thank you. And so there was HBO Go. I remember having that one. It was before HBO Max, right, Peter? Yeah. Yeah, and then they still had both concurrently for a while, right? They still might even. It was like a little bit of an overlap. Yeah. So I would log into the wrong one and then be like, I know I have an account. And then, so my question is, HBO Max, what do you all think? Do you think it's not like deleting the word HBO? Is that the end of the world? I think it held a lot of equity. Like in terms of what people remember about HBO Max. The Wire. Is, is what, um, Game of Thrones, was that on HBO? Yes. So when people ask, like, oh, what is Game of Thrones on? Max. People say HBO. They don't say HBO Max. They're like, oh, you watch on HBO. Well, because, yeah, it happened with Showtime Anytime and Showtime something else. You know what I'm talking about, Peter? Showtime had the same problem, too, I think. They had Showtime Anytime and then they had Showtime something else. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them had this when they did the initial tech migration from being the old way of doing it to the new streaming way of doing it. And I think I'm imagining Discovery – Let's see what scroll. Let's see the comments. I want to see like more. Keep going. That's an ad. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Bad brand decision, in my opinion. So everybody's saying that. Let's go. Actually, can we go to the website now? Can we go to Max? Let's let's see how they execute it. I, and I want to kind of see. Let's scroll in that article too. I want to see what people's write ups on it is. So. All right, let's see if they show, let's click that video. If we go up, not that one. That's 58 minutes. That's the one above. I want to see the one from Max, how they introduced it. There it is. I just need to look at this as a new beginning, a new destiny. Who are you under there? There are times to be someone. I like that. All right, let's go to max.com real quick. I wonder how much that costs. Yeah, no kidding. It's all here. Iconic series, award-winning movies, fresh originals, and family favorites starting May 23rd. See? That's my boy right there. Triple D. Guy Fieri. Not Harry Potter? Brady, you know I've never seen it. Now, what's interesting pulling this up is okay they're calling a max original so you've got of the shows on here oh, the biggest ones are wait max original means it's probably just coming from max and then hbo originals see what i mean i'm just trying to see how are they what do they see they, so they're not deleting see, see i think people blew this out of proportion because it's still an hbo original when it's an hbo original and I don't know if that means HBO made it versus Discovery made it. You got Joanna now? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Discovery's big. Mm-hmm. Discovery's very big. They have the housewife market cornered, I feel like. Is TLC under them? Or is that completely different? Super Pets, Young Sheldon, Classics. <laughs> 
We still got Dune, Elvis. See what I'm saying? So you still have like the I love Curb, right? So the shows mm. I love are still HBO, but then oh, they already have Max Originals. That's what I'm trying to explain. I don't know what the difference is between a Max original or an HBO original. Does anyone know? Peter, it's just a newer original. Is that is that just that it's been made since it was made specifically for, for the Max. streaming service as opposed to something that would have gone on like the original like HBO channel kind of thing. Do you think on a move forward basis the studio will have things that are made by HBO still labeled as HBO or will everything be Max? Uh, I don't know. I think is HBO gone then, like permanently? Like the channel is still like the channel is still HBO kind of thing, but then when they produce something that's just for the streaming service and isn't going to air on like the normal TV channel, that's when it's called like a Max original because it's not airing on like the normal channel. That what percent of people on, like, watch HBO TV. on the channel now? Can we search that? Because I'm curious about that. One percent. Yeah, but that was probably just during. Uh... Which it says for the first time, so that sounds like that's, it's a big deal. Yeah, it was probably when uh, GOT finale or something like that. Interesting. So I'm just like, I don't get it. So like, does that mean HBO's disappearing? Can we can we find that out from that article if we scroll a little more? That everything uh, to the left. Oh, yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah, I think they had the option to roll HBO up into Discovery, roll Discovery into HBO, or completely yeah. rebrand. Uh, plan for a new app, migration of accounts to work, and what kind of new content will be pairing paid tier for 19 And 4K? 4K is game changer. I didn't know you're not streaming in 4K these days. Is that standard? What are you streaming on in Netflix? See, this is why I like this kind of stuff, because if you tell me 4K HDR with Dolby Atmos, I know what that means, if that makes sense. And that is a upgradable thing, in my opinion, if you watch any of your shows on there. Yeah, especially because you already most likely have a TV that's in 4K. And a soundbar that does Dolby Atmos. I don't know what that is. It's just like Dolby Surround Sound, newest version. Okay. Let's call it that. So, does... Netflix have 4K? Let's look at that. I'm curious about that. Because I think that's where we're going to get in the streaming wars. Like, everybody's going to have everything. And then you'll have mm. to, if you had to choose, you'd... Oh, so they do have... Like, will you click that drop-down? Is 4K available on Netflix? And you need a plan that supports it. Click on that one. Mm. How to watch Netflix in 4K, the top one. The one above it. The the very top, first. Top, top. Yeah, there. A Netflix plan. Can you click on the plan link? I want to see what plan that is. Premium, yeah. See, premium has full HD standard, ultra HD premium. Yeah, it's premium. Hmm. And spatial audio. Okay, so everybody's starting to have higher um, quality streams for a paid price, which is nice. Interesting. What's their premium package here if you scroll down? 20. 20. Okay, so they're anchoring their price the same as Netflix. This is Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like oh, HBO's Max also... is 20. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So they're anchoring it to them. Interesting. I don't like the idea of deleting the word HBO though. Yeah, I like how they kept the style in the A with like the dot in the middle. Yeah, it did I remind that me. I was of smart it. to like. I love it when they completely rebrand, but they kind of blend it a little bit. So they did that with the A. But I don't feel like Discovery was a brand. I feel like the shows on Discovery 
had their own brands. But I didn't feel like Discovery was a brand. Have you ever heard anybody talk about their Discovery Plus account? No. I've heard people talk about their HBO account. Yeah, maybe back in the day when I was like, just Discovery in my mind is... Nat Geo? Kind of like animals, right? Even though there was Animal Planet. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And then it also reminds me of like, and I don't remember if this was the travel channel, but like, remember it went through like the top 10 water parks in the U S I remember watching that stuff. Not a clue. No channel 21 was discovery. I think I'm trying to think like, I was never a big discovery guy, discovery but was. I like, I like a lot of the shows that are now on there because of who they acquired. But I would say, I know the shows like I know chip and Joanna Gaines. What's the name of the show? Fixer upper. I know fixer upper. Very well, obviously. Um, but I, I know them like as a brand because I've been to their spot in Waco with my wife. Like mm-hmm. The shows on Discovery, I feel like, have more brand equity than the streaming provider that hosts them. Yeah. So like why not just call it HBO.com and you can stream from it? Why? I guess in, when you do the merge, merger and acquisition of the two brands, why delete? HBO, like, do you, can you see that? And they still HBO original plastered everywhere. Yeah, maybe they're looking to do more acquisitions, so they figured, like, let's just do a brand new name and just keep acquiring and absorbing other streaming channels into it. It's a little weird, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's maybe momentarily. Like, I think right now the market's confused. Everyone's talking about it, which is a good thing. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We're a year stupid. from now, it's just everyone knows, yeah, it's on Max. It's been HBO Max for a while. I just wonder why you get rid of the word HBO. Yeah, it's such a strong it name. It is such a strong name. And it's stronger than Discovery, in my opinion. Even yes, if Discovery has more revenue. Because that's what I'm interested about. I, Discovery might actually make more money. Which could be how this happened, but yeah. I don't know. I just would never think to, let's go to Discovery and see what's on it. Correct. I know I use it, though, because... Um, I watch Wicked Tuna on there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, use Deadliest it. Catch. Would that be Discovery? That show? Yeah, they had that on the ad. Yeah, Deadliest Catch. Okay. Was so like they have some stuff like that that's been playing on TV for 20 years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a very interesting conundrum. I personally would have kept just HBO. What's HBO.com? Yeah. Because it's been HBO Go, HBO Max. It's not like we don't realize it's HBO. See, like... You have HBO. I like Perry Mason. Y'all got to watch that. It's pretty good, actually. But you get what I'm saying? And they still drop them like one episode a week, which is crazy considering everybody else drops their whole series at once. Like HBO still trickles them. Same with Apple. I think is Netflix the only one that drops it all? Wait, does Apple not do it all at once? No. They roll it out like at Peter each week is Ted Lasso. That's my resident. Yeah, they, they roll it out. Which is, Ted Lasso doesn't ever doesn't drop all at once. Oh no, none of their shows. Which I mean, who would wait for like, a new um, Lasso episode? I like Mythic Quest. That's on there. I do too. Um, and I remember when it first came out, it was bugging me. I'm like, what? I have to wait another week to watch this. You know? <laughs> is Netflix the only one that drops them all? Hulu, I think, drops them all. No. I think I don't really watch Hulu. Do they have a patent on that. Shows. I would just be curious. 
Probably not. I, I think Hulu also drops them all at once if it's a Hulu original. Yeah? Yeah, but I think it's only Hulu and Netflix. Very interesting. I'd love to do... I, lo- I wonder if we could find a psychological study done on, like, the difference in that business strategy because both are simply paying for a subscription regardless of usage. Yeah. And there's no ads running on those. Hulu has ads, but not on Netflix or on Max at this time or Apple TV or any of them. Yeah, Netflix Basic, I think, has ads now. I want to see a Netflix ad in a while. We should watch one of those maybe next week and see what it's like because I don't think we have any clients yeah. advertising on there. We Do we have access to their inventory? Um, I'm not sure. I know I, I saw the team talking about like the Hulu beta is finally open. Okay. More of like a prog- programmatic play on Hulu. Yeah, I saw that. Like a platform. Yeah. I wonder if you do it on Netflix. Yeah, I wonder what the revenue decision is to release it all at once because we watched. I know, that's what I'm so curious about. We watched Beef in two days on Netflix. What's Beef? It's, it's a... just a new Netflix original. And uh, uh, Like a docuseries on why cows are killing the world or something? No, it's just oh. like a spin off. It's Road Rage, is like the premises. Two road people rage. get into Road oh, Rage. They got beef. It, yeah, they have beef. And the uh. whole show. It all starts with road rage. Nice. And it's a, it never gets too serious. It's mostly a comedy. It's funny? Yeah. Highly recommended, Brady? Yeah. I mean, we liked, uh, I think, Ali Wong is the main character. Oh, comedian. Like she's pretty funny. Yeah, so she's funny. We mostly watched it for her, but it was good. Okay. I, I'll watch anything, I realize. Yeah. I, I never oh. choose to sit down and watch TV, but if my wife is watching something, You'll be like, oh, I don't sure. care what else I have to do, I will get hooked. So you just, they give you that one, like that one scene and it's just game over. For I, it's you. Just, if I watch it for five minutes, I'm watching the whole thing. She'll fall asleep. I'll watch two more episodes. <laughs> just I, grinding it's it so out. funny. I never choose to watch TV, but, but you I can't will help yourself. get addicted. I love that. Okay. Well, they have HBO.com and now I'm mad because then it's <laughs> get HBO max. And then you click that and say, sign does, up for max. If it does that, I swear. They have ads to see. This is so confusing. Gotta make that money. I guess it doesn't launch till May, whatever. So until that point, you can buy the other stuff. I wonder what they make more money on. How do you get a Discovery account? So I see the HBO side of it. So the, this is what you got on HBO. Let's see the Discovery real quick. Discovery Plus. I didn't recognize that logo. <sighs> 90 day fee. See what I'm talking about? They've got the ultimate trash TV here. Such a strange logo. I've seen that logo because I log in on my apps to watch stuff on here. Every once in a while. Okay. See so how they all, that's so what I'm saying, guys. TLC, they own everything. Yeah. It's like when you look at the consumer goods yes. chart, like catalog. PNG or somebody. Yeah. yeah. This is what I'm trying to say, though. Johnson, I don't think Johnson. you guys realized how big Discovery Plus was. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think Discovery Plus is bigger than HBO. That's why it's TLC, a lifetime. History Channel. Classic. Food Network, HGTV, CNN. I mean, but they also have shows you'll never watch or heard of. It's only six ninety nine a month. So are they the bit like... They might. Do they have that much demand? Oh, let's just streaming market price. share. Let's just, let's, 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 can you search streaming market share real quick? Scroll it. Yeah, maybe just even go to the image tab once you search it. Yeah. It's okay. I want to see it. This one. There we go. Okay. So, can you... Oh, my God. Whoa, good. Scarlet. Look at that. We're up in our game over here. Look at that. Command Shift Plus. Shift Plus. (laughs) I showed her that like a 
couple weeks ago. It was a pretty proud moment for me. I was like, hey, watch this. I trick. always forget it's on, and then I'll like keep browsing the web, and I'm like, these websites are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you think everything's huge? Yeah, and padding's crazy. <laughs> the responsiveness sucks, and it's just me on 120%. Yes, I love that, Brady. I've done that too. I'm like, man, this prototype stinks. So they're the smallest. I'm like, why is the font so bad? Yeah, they look like they're the smallest, to your point. And they weren't growing. They're going the opposite direction. So they hover around four to five. Drop to three. HBO has been growing. Freebie, I've never. So that would give them 11 together, which would put them. How the hell Peacock doing so good? And Netflix is down. Wait. What are we talking? What's this stat? This is very confusing to me. Percent share. It had the title over yeah, it. it go- <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, this is our. Yeah, if you just go back to the graph, it, it had it, it right had on top. It had it, but it was new, I think was the point. A share of new, new video. video streaming services. So there's people buying it for the first time. I don't think that's fair. So can we just do like total, total streaming? Yeah. Just another graph might. Yeah, Media Play News. Let's click that one. I'm just curious what that means. Okay, so right here. Beginning with February 2023 data. Linear stream platforms with a linear. Can you zoom in for me, Scarlett, just a little bit? Nice. With a linear streaming component are now reflected in the streaming category without their respective whatever. Okay, so this is just who has the most of the streaming. Okay, so we go up. Yeah, okay, so that makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. YouTube's doing pretty well. That's crazy. So HBO, yeah, I don't see Disney Plus in there or Discovery. YouTube's competing with cable. Yeah, so HBO, when you combine it, maybe you'll get to 2% or something like that. So that would still put them, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like they're in a rough spot. Peacock obviously did really well on new people growing, but then they're slowed down. Netflix is massive. I mean, look at that market share. They're twice as big as Hulu or Prime. Yeah, Tubi had that Super Bowl ad, right? Where yeah. everyone, like, grabbed the remote. Was that Tubi? I can't remember. They made you think, like, someone sat on the remote or something and changed the channel, but it was just that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just because of uh, Tubi reached a 1% total of TV viewing minutes and making the most watched free ad-supported VOD service mm. ahead of rival Pluto. I haven't heard of either. Those seems like... Things that are on a dentist. Pluto. They're yeah. like in dentists. You know what I'm like. You know what I'm talking about, where they have like Pluto TV that they put on, and you're like, all right, cheapo. Like I think I saw Pluto when I was in Mexico. I think that's what they had in Mexico, Brady, when we were down there. But yeah, it's like maybe a bar, restaurant type. Yeah. Dang man. Service. That's to me. It's kind of wild that Discovery's not in there. It's hard for me to say. Like HBO. I don't know how you delete HBO from your brand. Is HBO dead then? Or is it just a streaming smash? I don't know. Yeah, like I said. We'll have to recap this when it goes live The market's going to catch up and yeah. everyone's going to be talking about Max. But it was definitely a big enough change to, to go viral in the media and to oh, talk yeah. about. But I think I don't think it's going to wreck their business and people can't find their shows. But it was I would have kept HBO. HBO Plus, kept... HBO Everything, HBO All. It's just... been all those things, by the way. It's really? Like, yeah. yeah. So maybe they're just out. Like, hey, no more HBO Long Tails. We got to just change it to Max. Instead of focusing on better content, <laughs> we're going to keep... Re- yeah. That's my, kind of my point. To it's H- just kind of a funny streaming name, Max. 
this is what everybody's saying. They named it after my brother or something. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> I know people named Max. I know dogs named, named Max. Max. You know streaming services named Max. I do now. I only know one Netflix. So, whatever. Teach their own. I think it would have been wiser to keep HBO, but we'll see what they do with it, how long it lasts. I think between both of them, the key takeaway, I'd say, if you're watching this as a marketer, is the logo change, the font change, the color change, the rebrand is less important than the re-articulation of your value prop. And I don't think Max or Nordstrom Rack, Mm -hmm. frankly, did that very well in this process, which is re-articulating their new value not just their new logo. Does that make sense? Yeah. And for Max, the product did really change. For Norsham Rack, it's product didn't really change, but still an opportunity to like, what else do we tie with this new look and feel? Yeah, tell us a new story. Yeah, what point. is the new story? What's the new story of Max? I can't really tell. If we're honest, it just looks like they combined Discovery and HBO. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else to it though? Like, I just want to know the narrative behind the rebrand. I think having a story arc that connects us as fans of your product or service is huge. Yeah. So Wicked Tuna now on Max. Yeah. Something like that. It really relates to my heart, you know. <laughs> but personalization. That's episode thirty three. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Uh if you can, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, that'd mean a lot to us. Yeah. So really, really I think really they show it. more on Apple, so let's prioritize Apple. Yeah, Apple, Apple, Apple. But uh yeah, that'd be great. So thanks everybody and uh, have a great rest of the week. See you next week.